Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. And welcome to a Friday edition of TC Live on a Saturday in Australia. We are 30 minutes away from live action in Melbourne. Plus, who will face Spain for the ATP Cup in Sydney, Canada, and Russia fighting for a spot in the final? Take a look at our lineup today on Tennis Channel and TC Plus over the next 13 plus hours. We start with Amanda Anasimova and Daria Kazetkina in a semifinal clash. Ash Barty faces off against Iga Swiatek, plus Naomi Osaka, Rafa Nadal, and so many more big names taking the court today. Come on in. Great to have you here with us. TC Live, Steve Weissman, Taylor Townsend, Paul Anacone. A lot to get to today, but we start with the biggest story in our sport concerning Novak Djokovic, who remains in an immigration detention hotel in Melbourne, awaiting his appeal on Monday. Djokovic put out his first message on social media, saying thank you to people around the world for your continuous support. I can feel it, and it is greatly appreciated. We also learned recently the Victorian government reportedly said that Tennis Australia did not inform them about the federal government's rule that a prior COVID infection would not be accepted as an exemption. And with the Djokovic case bringing light to others given exemptions, Czech doubles player Renata Voracheva, who was already playing matches, had her visa revoked and she was moved to the same hotel Djokovic is currently at. Tennis Australia denied that they misled the players on the border rules. Of course, that appeal hearing is still set for Monday morning for Novak Djokovic. A lot to break down here. You've played doubles with Renata before. I mean, what a situation for her having played a tournament and now being sent out of the country. Yeah, I mean, this is such a traumatizing situation. And I know, I mean... Playing with Renata, we were on the practice court or in the gym. I mean, she is such a hard worker. I know that she has been prepping and is ready to go for the Australian Open. And I just can't imagine the situation that she's been in mentally, emotionally, you know, even physically. This takes a wear and tear on your body to have to go from one place to the other. I mean, it's just a lot of strain. But I really hope that I know we know that Novak's getting his appeal Monday. But I really hope that she gets her chance to plead her case as well because she's worked just as hard as everybody else to be in. Australia. She tried to do everything according to the rules and by the book. So I really, really hope that she gets a chance to plead her case and we get to see her playing doubles. Yeah, that's a great point. A lot of finger pointing between the governments, Tennis Australia. Who do you believe in all of this? Well, I like what uh, Taylor said about the rules, right? She tried to play by the rules and that's the problem. It just sounds like the communication between the three most important powers that decide, which is federal government, state government, Tennis Australia, is fractured at best. And it just seems weird that the state government saying that Tennis Australia didn't notify them that the federal government has a rule that's... You would think the state government, federal government, might be closer than the state government and Tennis Australia. Fact of the matter is everybody's pointing fingers in every different direction. Communication is all messed up. There's a lot of finger pointing. There's a lot of people that are trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong. And uh, it's going to get messier before it gets clean, I think. 
Well, coming up later on TC Live, we will have more reaction from some other players, including what Nick Kyrgios had to say about all this and some good news for Djokovic fans from a future major tournament. Looking back at yesterday's action, starting with Naomi Osaka in Melbourne, the defending Australian Open champion, opened with three straight aces against Andrea Petkovic, and Paul, she kept it rolling from there. Oh, what an impressive first set. Naomi Osaka continues to look sharp, but she may be rusty coming down under, but man, she looks so good. 6-1 the first set. Andrea Petkovic is a great competitor, former top 10 player, knows how to play big matches. Second set turned around, fought extremely hard, but just too much power from Osaka. Watch the forehand down the line here, just too aggressive. No one can cover that when she's hitting that big to targets from corner to corner. It is so difficult to defend. What a solid effort from Osaka. 33 winners, just 15 unforced errors. Osaka extends her winning streak in Melbourne to 13 matches. She's into the final four. Let's hear from her. This is the reason I came and played this tournament, is to get myself in challenging situations. And um, I don't know, I felt like I learned from her while I was playing the match. It was really cool how she didn't give up for any point. So I just felt like I should do the same thing and see what happens. Sounds like a good strategy. How about the two seats? Simona Halep taking on Victoria Goljevic. Halep went up a set in the break, then things got a little dodgy, Taylor. Yeah, and you guys, I have to say, I was not expecting how this match went by the start of it. I mean, Simona Halep was just absolutely obliterating Golovic, just hitting her targets, but it got a little bit tricky, and Golovic is a very, very tough opponent. She had a great end of 2021, but has a one-handed backhand, is able to slice, change the paces, change the velocities of the ball. You get two different shots on each wing, so it's kind of hard, but Simona Halep with her favorite shot, that backhand down the line, and another one here where we see Golovic once again changing the pace with a little nice slice, a little nice slice on the forehand too, but Simona Halep just too good with the backhand flick, and you can see her getting the break, and she was absolutely fired up, but this was a very, very tough match. Halep doing a great job also of changing the direction wasn't patterned with the cross-court plays and we can see that she really really was glad to get through this match yeah so she didn't really trust that she could win but she <laughs> fought till the end Simona Halep getting the victory but not happy with everything well I felt like nothing uh, was working today my serve was shit and uh, you know it's yeah I have to say that sorry for the word but <laughs> we love the it really was <laughs> Um, I fought with myself a lot today. Uh, it was difficult to, you know, to control my emotions, but uh, she put me in this situation. She put pressure on myself and was really tough to deal with. But um, yeah, if uh, you want to win, you don't have to give up. So I did this today and I'm really happy about it. Her serve just like Riley Opelka's hat yesterday. Uh, here's your final four. Melbourne Somerset won. Osaka taking on Veronica Kudermitova and Simona Halep has the teenager from China coming up next. So we've got our one seed and our two seed moving on. Paul, who has impressed you out of those two the most? Naomi Osaka. I mean, I expected there would be a good chance she would come down and be a bit rusty. I mean, look, she hasn't played a lot of tennis, but to see her this sharp and this consistently sharp throughout the week has been really impressive to me. We know how powerful she is, but when that power also has consistency, it is a huge problem. She's been playing great. Haven't seen her play since the U.S. Open last year. Is this the, the four-time Grand Slam champion, Naomi Osaka, that we're 
we're seeing right now? I mean, 100%. And what I really, really liked to hear was that she was learning as she was going. As she started progressing through the match, she made in-match adjustments, which is what's important. She didn't just stick to hitting hard. She started moving Petkovic and trying to do a little bit more to beat her because Petkovic wasn't going to give up. She wasn't going anywhere. But I really like to hear that Naomi was making the adjustments necessary to get the win. That is great to hear and not so great for everybody else in the draw. <laughs> <laughs> Learning from every single match she plays. We learned yesterday who would be the first finalist at the ATP Cup in Sydney. Spain taking on Poland. Pablo Carina Busta playing Jan Zielinski because Camille Meifschuk, who was undefeated in group play, tested positive for COVID. The Spaniard took advantage, Taylor. I mean, Team Spain has been so impressive over this last week. And sometimes when you're mentally prepared to play somebody and then it changes, it's to your advantage because the guy that Karina Busta was not was playing was not at the same level. So he was definitely prepped, ready to go. He had already had his strategy and was just playing so well, hitting his spots, and just an overall comfortable match for Karina Busta. Didn't face a break point in this one. 4-0 at the event. Former world number 10. Hasn't lost a set at the ATP Cup this year. So Roberto Bautista Agut could clinch it against Hubert Hercotch. What happened, Paul? Boy, what a great battle. I figured this was going to be a tight one right here. That seals the first set for Bautista Agut and give Hubie Hercotch a lot of credit. Went nowhere, used the power game, used the forehand, tried to come to the net when he could steal some time from Bautista Gut and won that second set 6-2. And it was a war in the final set here at 5-4, 40-30. How about Bautista Gut? This guy just continues to check all the boxes. And some pretty good wheels for an old guy. Been around for quite some time. One of the fittest guys on tour. They get into a tie break. Bautista Gut once again just does not make unforced errors, does not make bad shot selection decisions. And he finds the will, he finds the way, and just does a tremendous job. Gets a little interesting when it gets back to 6-5 from 6-3, but the Spaniard just puts it into lockdown mode using some variety and then the forehand pass with a little too much heat. And off Spain goes to the semi, or to the finals. They're in the final. They are awaiting the winner of Russia and Canada. RBA said it's a match I will always remember. You see what it means to him. He's a quick starter. Since the beginning of 2017, he is 20 and 3, including 11 and 2 at the ATP Cup in his first event of the year. What does that tell you about a player that after the, the downtime, the, the one month you get off as a tennis player, yeah. you can start that well? Well, first off, I have a question. Was yeah. he doing the Squidward or was he flying? <laughs> it was doing Medvedev a bing -bong. might not be happy about that. <laughs> I think he was doing a bing bong. Oh, actually. that was a bing bong. I think it was a bing bong. Okay, hashtag bing bong. No, but I mean, he, he looked great, and, and it, it should be. It, I mean, I would love to start like that. And he doesn't seem like he has any nerves. Everything seems so easy. He's so clear. And honestly, like Paul said, everybody should look at him, how he plays, how his patterns work, and he just sticks to him over and over again. It's, it's textbook tennis, and it, it works. What, what, what was the difference in that matchup? Because obviously Hubert Hercotch played a spectacular match himself. I mean, not much. I mean, Hubie saved six or seven break points, uh, played extremely well that second set after losing in a tiebreak, winning 6-2. But, you know, against Batista, you give him just a little bit and he'll take it. He just makes you earn every single point. Um, one or two points, 6-5 in the tiebreak in the third set. So if I'm Hubie Hercotch, I'm feeling very good about how I'm playing. And Taylor, you said it. Uh, RBA is one of the hardest workers offseason 
season always preps extremely well. That's why if you look at his results the first month of every year, they're pretty darn good. Did you bring any Tic Tacs for Paul Tic Tacs, today? Bing Bongs. No, you were supposed to have the Tic Tacs uh, today. I forgot. I was too busy making my Bing Bongs. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what? You guys, uh, please you help us. Please help us. <laughs> It'll all be on social media later. Uh, so Spain awaits the winner of our semifinal coming up today. It is the reigning champs. Russia in the semis for the third straight year. Canada there for the very first time. Shapovalov against Roman Safulin, who has been a dynamo for the Russians. And then Felix Ojeali-Assim coming off the biggest win of his life against Alexander Zverev. Can he take down the world number two, Daniil Medvedev? Still to come, who will be the next first-time major champ on the women's side? We'll let you know. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Naomi Osaka makes it four for four in major finals. Gets another in Australia. Her play in the majors, truly remarkable. Naomi Osaka looking to defend her Australian Open title. Taking a look at the last eight major champs on the women's side. And five of them were first-timers. Bianca Andreescu, Sofia Kennan, Iga Sviantek, Barbora Krejcikova, and of course, the teenager Emma Raducanu at the U.S. Open last year, coming from qualifying all the way to the champion. So Taylor, I'll start with you. Why do you think there have been all of these breakthrough performances at Grand Slams recently on the women's side? Well, I mean, we kind of had, we were spoiled for a lot of years. We had Venus, we had Serena, we had Sharapova. It was like, they were so consistent at the top of the game for so long. But once we, those players kind of got removed it opened up the floodgates where players started to really believe that they could go deep into the draws. They weren't facing Serena. They weren't facing Sharapova in those finals and, and were able to get over the hump. And Bianca Andreescu kind of spearhead that ball rolling of players being able to get the grant to win Grand Slams and believe that they could do it. And I think once people saw Bianca do it, they were like, well, I could do it too. I mean, it, it, it's a belief thing. And I think on the women's side, you have more females who believe that they can go deep into the draw, into the draws. And as it happens more, it just continues to get wider and wider. So it's so hard to pick because week to week, day to day, you know, you never really know what you're going to get. And there are always surprises on the WTA tour. Yeah, I mean, look, you're exactly right. I think there hasn't been a singular dominant force as Serena's playing less as Venus is winding down and Maria has retired. So we've seen a lot of terrific uh, uh, women's tennis, but all at very similar levels. And, and so people are seeing opportunities and these great players are grabbing them. And look, none bigger than uh, Emma Raducanu all the way through qualifying. Ten matches at the U.S. Open. And if uh, that doesn't light a fire under everybody, I don't know what will. There's a lot of belief everywhere. It's going to be difficult to 
to have that dominance because we're used to it in the past and you just don't get people like Serena and Venus and Maria and the big three in the men's game very often. So a lot of opportunity for all the players. All of this despite the fact that Ash Barty has been world number one for more than 100 weeks. So it's been three years and yet you're seeing a lot of players winning majors different than the men's side, Taylor. Do you like this, that, that it's wide open, or would you like to have some dominant forces? I mean, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I think that it's great for the sport because it gives people a different a chance to invest in other players, get a chance to know and understand, you know, these females who are coming up who may not, you didn't know or weren't really paying attention to. It really kind of shines light on these ladies who are really great players. So I think that it's amazing for the sport that you can have that kind of uncertainty and it keeps people on the edge of their seat because you never know what's going to happen. You can't really predict and say, I know that this is going to happen or this person is going to make the final. It's so kind of up in the air. I think Naomi has been one of those players that has kind of established herself as like, you know, far in the tournament, very, very, you know, heavy favorite. But in terms of all the other players, I think that is really exciting and it's really fun for the people and for the players. It is fun. So, Paul, who's your pick? Who's going to be the next breakout major winner, the next first-time major winner on the women's side? Well, look, I think it could be a lot of people, but I was so impressed with what I saw from Paula Badoza at Indian Wells. I'm going to have to go with her. I think really getting a new level of self-belief came back in the finals with a brutal match against Vika. That was a big-time win. I think she played some really solid tennis in big moments, played well again in the year-end championships. I think more and more belief from her. And uh, Taylor mentioned it a lot before, just about the mental component. You know, it's one thing to think you can do it, get the emotional belief, but it's another thing when you combine it with some tangible proof. And Badosa now has that from Indian Wells and finishing the year strong. So look out for her. Paula Badosa, uh, she went from 70 to 8 last year with that <laughs> Indian Wells title. Also made her first major quarterfinal at Roland Garros. Who do you think could break through? Now, we were talking about this earlier, but I, I called Karolina Pliskova, and I said that because she's been on tour and she's been the highest-ranked player and the most consistent to not get a slam. So I think that eventually she's going to be able to get over that hump that is if she doesn't play just Pagula because apparently Pagula <laughs> is her Achilles heel. That's her kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But I'm, I'm calling Pushkova because she's been so consistent. She's, you know, making quarters, making semis, and has gotten two finals at Wimbledon but just wasn't able to quite get over that hump. So maybe in this year she's really able to bring her best tennis. The tennis that she plays throughout the whole tournament, she's able to bring that into the finals and get over that hump. Former world number one. I mean, listen, the, the numbers say she is the best that has not won a major yet. I'll throw in Coco Goff to win her first major this year. Ooh, I a lot still to get to here on TC Live. Novak Djokovic, Nick Kyrgios haven't always seen eye to eye, but you don't want to miss what the Aussie had to say about Novak's current dilemma. Stay tuned. Paul, Taylor, Steve back on TC Live. Coming up, top of the hour, we've got our big-time match between Amanda Anasimova, Daria Kazatkina. It is the semifinals. Anasimova's first semi since Auckland 2020 when she beat Kazatkina on her way to the Final Four. Back to Adelaide yesterday, battle of major champions, Ash Barty, Sophia Kennan, 
It was an ace party for Barty. Ball, career-high 17 of them. Oh, she was amazing on her service games. How about uh, not getting broken? And how about using variety, using power, using variations? All the subtleties she has to make things uncomfortable and just played it so smart the entire match. Look at the beautiful slice approach here, 6-3-1-0, and just really dominating with all of the tools in the toolkit. The little short cross-court low chip, gets to the drop shot, bumps it up the line for the winner. Really a comprehensive win, which I thought was very impressive because although Kennan hasn't played a ton of tennis, she's a great competitor and one of the toughest players to beat handily, and that's what Barty did yesterday. Lost just one point on her first serve. Ash Barty 31-1 when she hits at least 10 aces in a match. Then we've got Iga Swiatek looking for the first title defense of her career at the Adelaide International, taking on Victoria Azarenka Taylor. Yeah, and, and I'm getting my first loss of 2022. Oh. Thanks to Paul. <laughs> but I mean, Iga Swiatek just came out absolutely fine, really, really moving well. Vika trying to put some pressure on Swiatek, but she was just way too good. Vika had to do a lot of things outside of her comfort zone, trying to get inside and rushing Swiatek, but Iga was just moving moving so well, really hitting that backhand open stance very, very well, was able to move around the court, use angles, and that's her favorite shot. I mean, she can really hit just about everything. I wasn't really expecting this score in the, in the third set, but I mean, she is such a great competitor. Great match. Who, who, who called that match yesterday? Oh, like, don't who, do that, Paul. No, who was the, who did I pick? <laughs> I did you, I pick? you picked Iga Sviante. So uh, Paul gets the dub. Even a blind Tay squirrel takes the L. <laughs> who are you calling in this one? Barty Sviante. I'm going Ash Barty. Taylor? I'll go Sviatek, Joseph. Oh, no, keep the rivalry it. going. Yeah. yeah, come on. Yes. Bing bong. Bing bong. Oh, my gosh. Bong. That means we should do that before the social net every single day. That's how we get into this. Exactly. Uh, this is what Nick Kyrgios had to say about the situation Novak Djokovic is going through right now in Melbourne. Look, I definitely believe in taking action. I got vaccinated because of others. But how we are handling Novak's situation is really bad. These memes, headlines, this is one of our great champions. And at the end of the day, he is human. Do better. Paul, what do you make of that? I think it's impressive. I think Nick Curio sums it up well. He tells you what he believes in, in terms of getting vaccinated, which is what he believes. And a lot of people do, including myself, Novak, his own, his own situation. Novak's trying to find a process, but that process is so muddled. And what Nick is saying is, Everyone's making a mess of this, including the government all the way up at the top. There's a lot of convoluted information. It is a shame. It is a shambles. It's really too bad. And it doesn't make tennis. It doesn't make anyone look better. Uh, I feel bad for everyone involved. And John Isner also supporting Novak Djokovic. Says what he's going through right now is not right. There is no justification for the treatment he's receiving. This is such a shame. He stands with Novak Taylor. Yeah, and it's nice to see the players coming together. Even though, you know, everybody has kind of had differences in opinion, it's really nice to have this unified, you know, viewpoint and just showing support and compassion for someone. At the end of the day, Novak, regardless of his, his standings with anything, he's still a human being and one of the greatest champions that we've ever seen in tennis. So it's great to see these guys being able to put their personal feelings aside and just being able to show compassion and understanding for his situation. Now we did get some good news for the Djokovic fans out there. Sports Illustrated tweeting that the French sports minister said Novak can play this year's event, Paul, even if he is not vaccinated. So he he can defend his Roland Garros title. Is that a unilateral? You're okay? Is that, is that or is that as of today? 
As of today, that's what he said. It's a pretty yeah. broad statement. That's, that's good news. And look, uh, from what I've seen in the last 24 mo months, you better not expect anything because things change pretty darn quick. But that's a, a good start if you're Novak Djokovic and a Novak Djokovic fan. Know that he can uh, get to Paris. Uh, on a lighter note, we've got this shot for you. Uh, never a good idea when, when you get hit by the ball. We saw it happen to Sebi Corda, but <laughs> this was a little different. You ever seen anything like that, Ty? No, never, but I mean, it was a lot happening. First, they're playing on grass in January. Then there's a shank, and then on top, like, he's like, oh, I'm good, I'm good. Whoops. Yeah, so it's a lot going on here, but I hope that he's okay. Asteroid from the sky. I like it. Very aggressive uh, stance, though. Yeah, right. In return. Very <laughs> often. I like, I like you breaking Very down the stance. <laughs> Well, here's what's coming up top of the hour. We've got women's action from Melbourne and Adelaide. Of course, the HB Cup semifinals, 9 p.m. Eastern. TC Live, different time tomorrow, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Taylor Paul and myself, we'll see you then. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anacone Townsend Weissman back with our hot shot of the day on TC Live. Roberto Bautista Agu. How about that forehand, Ted? I mean, that's pretty, that's very Medvedev-esque. I mean, he's about 10 feet behind the baseline. Just absolutely rips it, but couldn't have put that ball on a better dime. He'd be her gosh, didn't do anything wrong in that point. RBA is just too good. Just better. Here's our featured matches today. They are all good. Look at the right side. Taylor <laughs> pointed this out earlier. The Russians are coming. Kazakina, Sefulin, Medvedev, Hachinov, and Kudermatova all in action. And then big name stars like Rafa Nadal, Naomi Osaka, former major champion Marin Cilic. We're going to start off with Anna Samova and Kazakina. So let's break down some of these matchups. Starting at the ATP Cup, Paul, you've got Felix Ojealiasim taking on Daniil Medvedev. Medvedev 2-0 head-to-head, including the U.S. Open last year. Can Oje Aliassime pull off the upset? Uh, normally, I would say very little chance. But after beating Zverev the other day, his confidence has to be through the roof. Uh, I say uh, Medvedev 65-35. Okay. So Does that add up to 100? <laughs> it does. Okay. <laughs> so decent, decent chance yeah. to pull off the upset, yeah, yeah. 35%. Yeah, I I, look, I just odds. think Medvedev's defense is too good. Yeah. Okay, uh, we have Ash Barty, Iga Sviantek. You already made your pick. You're picking Iga Sviantek, so why will she win this match? I think because she has the ability to rush Barty. She, her, her ground strokes are penetrating, and I feel as though she's hitting the ball a lot more solid and a lot more... Um, Penetrating, I guess, is the word that I can use where it's really going deep and through the court, not so much spin, not so loopy. So I think that she can rush Barty, particularly on the forehand side, get some short balls and is able to attack. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how her tact, what her tactic is, but I think that that would be able to work. All right, Barty beat her last year in Madrid, but Sviantek had lost to Azarenka previously, got that revenge. We'll mm -hmm. see if she can do it against the Aussie world number one. Raf Nadal in action today. He was supposed to play yesterday. 
His opponent did not show up. So now he's got Emil Rusevori. I know you like Rusevori a lot. I do. He's going to be a very, very good player. Don't think he has the weapons right now to deal with Nadal. But Rafa, in a weird way, would have liked to seen him play one more match before this. But he did get a day off, so he's going to be even more fresh today. But uh, I give N Nadal a – look at my numbers. Today. Yeah, I, I like I give this. Nadal uh, an 88% to 12%. Okay, 88 to 12 okay. against Rusevori. Real quick, Naomi Osaka, Veronica Kudermatova. Uh, Kudermatova won her first title in Charleston last year, but Osaka has shown great form so far. I mean, this is this is just big hitting, and honestly, I don't think that Kudermatova is going to be able to match Osaka power to power, so I'm calling Naomi... Um, Numbers? 80-20. There you go. 80-20. We love the numbers. It's all about math on TC Live today for Taylor and Paul. I'm Steve. Thanks for joining us. Taylor and myself are going to run to the booth right now to call Amanda Anna Samova against Daria Kazakina. Go, guys. Go. See you after a break. Go, run, run, run.